0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1942, in the cold desert of a small border town in Texas, a group of kind are kidnapped and mass embraced by members of the fanatical sect, the Sabbat. Out of this group, only a handful survived, and through rituals and mentorship, they became the pack known as the Pill Riders. Representing the Sword of Cain, they are wielded by a mentor to cut deep wounds within the heartland of Mexico to the enemies of the Sabbat. Wars on Fire is a vampire that masquerades a Sabbat chronicle that follows a pill rider's pack that consists of Mitch, a Alizambra played by Adam, Coyote, a ravenous anti-tribute played by Alex, Eldritch, a K-Tief played by David. Jasper, a Bruja anti-tribute played by Joaquin. Cora, a Shimizy played by Slavic. And Richard, a Venture anti-tribute played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at Twin underscore Cities underscore VTM. Or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Alright, so you guys are... You guys are going down this road again. You know you're going to need to feed. Are you going to mention that to anyone quite out there?
1: Yeah, um, basically, can I wait till we see a small kind of diner slash bar on the side of the road and I'll ask to pull over?
0: We'll say that there's one kind of like five miles away from the border where it's like a Texas diner. You know what I mean? And there's a smaller, it's smaller, but there's not a lot of people in there. You kind of see that actually there's only like a grill cook on some southern lady who's probably in her 40s or 50s who's working inside there who's like just kind of like cleaning up and everything like that okay can we
1: pull in here
2: yeah
0: i don't see why not
1: i just want to mm-hmm. grab some refreshments
0: you see the, the truck pulling over richard that's driving in front of you try not to make too much of a mess there
1: you know me i'm always discreet <laughs> i'll turn to court abuela do you want anything
2: I might go just for a little bite, but sure, it's important you you get uh, fed. Uh, the process is very difficult, and uh, I wouldn't want you to be too uncomfortable. I'm okay with discomfort,
1: but I'll keep that in mind. Can I bring anyone else anything? Anyone want to join me?
0: All three, are getting out <laughs> the tr- all three of you are getting out of the truck? I think so. Oh, yeah. you're getting out of the truck, yep. too. So All four people. So you guys are getting out of the truck. Uh, scenes on you guys. Go ahead.
1: I'll help Cora in as if she's like a my grandma. You know, like, oh. I'll look like kind of gentlemanly, this big figure with his arms looped in hers, helping her along, holding <laughs> the door for her.
2: Yeah, uh, Cora will play the part, you know, try to look, like, fragile
0: and weak. But, <laughs> you know. So, the, as you guys walk in, basically like a rather large Mexican dude with his little white lady in her 50s, and an old dude in the 70s, and an alcoholic-looking guy following behind them, you see the 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 lady who's working cleaning the the diner, the the diner top. You know, it's one of those where they have like the diner bar up front. You know what I mean, where people can sit, and there's some booths along the wall. Mm-hmm. And she's clean the top. She has, like, brunette hair. She looks to be maybe in her 40s. She has this very cold demeanor to herself, meaning, like, she's probably had a tough life. Uh, She's real thin. She has deep carved lines, like, of wrinkles and frown marks on her face. Her her skin is somewhat blemished. She's wearing this, like, white, like, skirt and blouse. You know what I mean? That looks like it has a Mm -hmm. yellow tinge to it from, like, years of smoking in this or like stains that just won't come out from like dealing with grease or whatever, but she's tried her best to bleach it because probably buying a new work outfit, is just too much money that's out of her pocket at this point. And she's Mm -hmm. sitting there cleaning the, countertop she looks up as she hears the bell ring ding, ding, as you guys walk in and and you co- and you guys come in and you see like i said in front is the the cafe booth and you see the, like these leather bar stool chairs that sit up front that like the leather's cracked it's like a maroon leather and you see like yellow puffiness of like the cushioning kind of like poking out a little bit and you see on to the left there are some like booths where it's this the, the seats are made of the same like pleather maroon-colored stuff with, like, these white tabletops there. Go ahead, scenes on you guys.
1: I'll help Cora into a booth.
0: You see the lady walks up apprehensively, and she has, like, this little stub of a pencil that looks like it's been sharpened with, like, a knife, you know what I mean? And she, you see her walk up, she's like, uh, can I help you? Ma, aren't you a pretty little thing? And she kind of raises an eyebrow, and you see when you say that, when you speak to her, you see, like, she raises an eyebrow, at you, like, quizzically, and then you see, like, the eyebrow lowers, and you see she, like, takes a step or two back, like, like instinctually, like, the lizard part of her yeah. brain just, like, <laughs> tells her to, like, back up a little bit, and you see she backs up, like, a couple feet from you until, like, her back hits like where the coffee machines are and stuff like that. And you hear the clatter a little bit of like the, the glass coffee pots as they jiggle. They I mean they don't fall. And you see, she looks behind real quick to make sure she didn't spill. And she looks back and she's she trying to stand up a little bit and she has the pad. And she's like, but she doesn't want to get like any closer. Uh, are you okay, like, sweetie?
2: You?
0: Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good, ma'am. So what would you like? Duh, what, 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 um, you see, she's trying to formulate words in her head. And she's like looking at Coyote. And then she looks at Mitch and you see, like, her fear is still there. And then she looks at you, Richard, and you see it for a second. Like, she has this pleading in her eyes, like, like, like help me. Like, like, she's almost drowning, you are know, like this hand that's coming down through the water to help her out. Because she doesn't Free get that. Three
3: coffees, no milk, black tea for the lady. She doesn't take <laughs> very well.
1: Sorry, who else is in the diner? Is there anyone else around?
0: You can just hear in the background, like, the clatter of what you assume to be, like, a, a, maybe a, a cook a short line fry cook who's working back there, but you haven't like seen them or anything like that, you know? And you see her, she's going and she's getting like three cups of, for coffee and she's like putting them on the counter and she's shakily pouring coffee, coffee. And you see like the cups are on top of these saucers, the, the three cups of the coffee. And you see that she's trying to pour it like a little bit splashes. You know what I mean? Like collects in the saucer mm-hmm. there her hand still and then she reaches back and she gets like some hot water and you see like she puts like uh, some black tea bags in there and she's just kind of setting it there and she's like is there anything else I can help you with and she's looking right at you Richard like she's trying to ignore unintentionally ignore <laughs> the three others that are sitting next to you on the booths
4: I'm, I'm gonna smack M- up Mitchell, this guy
0: right in front of you <laughs> Mitchell leaned forward in the booth you know of any good mechanics around here she turns and looks at you she's like um there, there's a guy, there, there, there's a couple that you can probably find down in Cedar Creek about an hour if you head back an hour east.
3: Can I use Dominate 1 to tell her to relax? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can I want to yeah. try that. And what's awesome about Dominate, you can be like, hey, you should really relax. And you can just like emphasize relax and you know what I mean? And I like a sneaky like that. Definitely. So Dominate 1, Manipulation, Intimidation, Difficulty 5. Yep. Three successes. Yes, sir. So you see, like, she's looking at you, yeah, answers your question, Mitch, and then she looks at Richard again, like, going for the lifeline again, and, and Richard's like, you should really relax, and you see just, like, her shoulders just, like, slunch just a little bit, and you see she, like, closes her eyes, and she takes, like, this refreshing deep breath, and and, and Richard, when you see her, like, taking the act of breathing deep through, in through her nose, out through her mouth like that, you have a connection there. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause you're the one with the six of humanity still, you know what I mean? And you kind of like see how the, the, the simple act of breathing like that has just put her at ease. And it's almost like you're, you're, you have a sense of nostalgia for that. You know what I mean? When you see her do that. So she takes a, yeah, I I really, I I do feel a lot better. I think it just works. You know, things are hard and, and just hard to find them. Yeah yeah, definitely. I feel a lot more relaxed now, you know, and she kind of, out of her apron, takes out, like, a pack of, like, these cigarette papers, and you see, like, she has a little pouch of tobacco, and she, like, starts blowing a cigarette right in front of you guys. Like, she doesn't have a care in the world, you know what I mean? As you guys are <laughs> standing there watching her, you know? Finally, she gets it lit up, and you see she, like, has this match. She pulls it, and she, like, sparks it on, like, the, on something under the counter, you assume. It's just, like a little flint, you know, like, thing that they used to have back then. She lights a cigarette, and she takes a, a tan ashtray and she puts it first the ash in then She looks at you like, "All right, anything else you guys would like?"
3: I think we're good for the moment. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be right over there if you need anything. And you see, she goes and takes a seat about five feet away, sitting at like a a, a, a bar stool that's behind the counter that you guys are at. All right, go ahead, season you guys.
3: Whether the other people in in here look as frightened
0: as her? She's only oh. one. Like, there's oh, someone behind. Okay. Like behind her, there's like a little order window where like whoever's working the kitchen behind would take food and ding a little bell you know like, ding and she would get it but right now it's just her because it's almost midnight you know what I mean and at this point in World War II okay. in history not too many people are going to diners they're really only open probably because of traffic that may be coming between Texas and Warriors and they might stop there you know what I mean so so no yeah. other customers oh, either no no other customers no oh, all right. I'll wave her over again hey she like looks and she gets up and starts walking over yeah yeah hon how can I help you
1: we're gonna take a shit.
0: Uh and you see for a second, she's not used to such crassness. Yeah, she points to the guest bathroom or the, the customer bathrooms that are indoors, so
1: Okay, I'll I'll head to the bathroom and just go and stand in there and smoke a cigar for a few minutes.
0: <laughs> uh, you three are left out there with her as she takes her seat again. Anything you guys need to do before he comes out? Nah, Mitch will just quietly muse over his cup of coffee. Do gotcha. you work
3: here alone? You're well, a and- uh, young lady all by yourself in the middle of the night in this in this place here.
0: <laughs> you trying to charm me, mister? She says. Oh, like, no. I,
3: I am genuinely concerned.
0: Oh, no. She's like, well, like I we got Billy back there who's working the grill. But, you know, uh, so I'm not technically alone. But usually he sits back there and he just, he's not too bright, you know. But he's a good cook. He can cook up some eggs, some taters if you want some. Oh, I'm good.
2: I personally am famished.
0: You see when you say that? Like, with that thing you see, she takes, like, a... You can see her, Richard, like, tense up for a second, and then she, like, breathes again. You see her hands shake, and she grinds the edge of the, the counter from the inside, and she goes back to, like, would you like some food, ma'am?
2: Well, I think i wait for a uh, friend there.
0: Uh, I wouldn't want to... Uh, well... I'd rather just go. Okay. Coriote, are you you just going to smoke your cigar in there?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of waiting until she's a little bit distracted talking to the group. And then I want to (laughs) kind of come out the bathroom and just go into the kitchen quickly and quietly.
0: Give me uh, Dexterity and Stealth. I would say Difficulty 6 because right now she's relaxed and she's kind of being intimidated by Cora at the moment. By Cora's inadvertent intimidation. Go ahead and give me that roll, please. Three successes. Three successes. All right. As you see her talking, Coyote, you're like going out the bathroom and you kind of gently like keep your hand on the door so it doesn't close too loud. You know what I mean? Behind you. And as you hear like it it close, you kind of like creep along. And this almost reminds you like the first time you took someone's life sneaking in their house. You know what I mean? You feel that sense (laughs) of like if your glands could – create adrenaline still you'd feel like an offshoot of it right now maybe it's just like the vitae that's in you or maybe it's the beast that's just like you know what i mean making you feel that way by Mm. poking you a little bit but it's like you feel that intensity and as you're walking along you come across and you're like right at to where she would normally walk outside behind the counter to go give food and you see these pushed in double doors everyone else give me a perception alertness roll i just want to see if you guys see coyote creeping around difficulty six (laughs) Fortunately, I don't botch. All right, you don't botch. What about you guys? That's uh, three successes. Success. One success for Mitch. All right, three successes. All right. So you guys see Coyote while Cora's talking because Cora doesn't notice because she's getting a kick. I of like, I was like, almost being like a cat messing with a rat mouse a little bit with this with this waitress. You guys see, you look past her and you see like Coyote. Oddly, for his size, he's stealthy you know what i mean he's just like creeping and pushing the door he opens the opens the the pushing double doors that lead back to the kitchen just enough like one of them just enough to slide through his bulk through and let it close behind him as if he doesn't want someone's peripheral vision to catch like these doors you know what i mean open widely as you go through those doors coyote you come upon in the back you see the stainless steel like kitchen island kind of that's in the middle of this mm-hmm. kitchen and along the far wall, you see like some gas stoves and a wood stove right now. None of them are on. You see a guy there, uh, his back is facing you and you see okay. he's smoking a cigarette and he's reading like, looks like a, a World War II EW, you know, the EC comics, like the horror comics. He's sitting yeah. there yeah. reading it. He has blue jeans and a white t-shirt and has like a white uh, apron on over him. That's tied. You can see the time. Okay.
1: I want to pick and up about- like a rolling pin or a frying pan, something nearby. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's a frying pan. Yeah, you got it.
1: I'll pick it up, and I'm just going to go up behind him and bring it down on the back of his head. Hard enough, not quite to kill him,
0: but to knock him out. Do you know what I mean? And uh, give me one more Dex and Stealth roll. Difficulty 7. Three success, uh, Two success. So you creep up upon him. Actually, and you two, Richard and Mitch, you're kind of like watch you can kind of see him coming through the order window, you know what I mean, where normally food would be placed, and you see, his, you see him coming almost like feline, and he has this pan, and then you see him go, do- <laughs> and you just hear this like, crunching sound, a little, not, like, you didn't crush his skull, you controlled it, but you see his figure just boom and fall on the ground, and you hear, like, when he falls, like, you can hear a clatter a little bit of, like, his arm, like, hit, like, you know what I mean, something that was on the island and knocked over, and you see her turn around, she's like, she said, Billy, Billy, are you okay? And she's kind of like goes to look. And as she looks around, you see her look like, hey, wait, what, what are you doing back there? You hear that coming from behind Can you. Can I punch
1: um, you through the order window?
0: Uh, you turn around. You're too far, though, to, to punch from the order window. Okay, because, like, cool. uh, You guys see her coming up the window. Uh, what are you three doing right now at this moment when you see that? Mitch
2: is going to get up and walk behind the counter
0: looking for the phone. There's not a phone in this establishment. They actually don't. You know what I mean? Nineteen forty-two. They can't afford to have a normal phone at the moment, so there's no phone there that you see. Oh, good.
3: Richard is uh, having a bit of a power moment, and just going over to the girl and using dominate again to tell her, "I thought I told you to stay calm," emphasizing the calm.
0: Okay, give me the same roll, difficulty mm-hmm. five. So you walk. You walk. Do you go over the counter, or do you like just walk around the counter quickly and grab her? shoulder and like get the eye I, contact
3: I think I walk around it
0: okay Mitch as you're looking for a phone call, you're just I take a sitting there getting glee off of this like you know feeling like the fucked up individual you are and you see Richard walking around firmly and he like goes around Mitch you see him pass you as you're looking for a phone and he grabs her on the shoulder and he turns her and he looks at her go ahead and give me the roll
3: I have three successes
0: yeah, so you say you need to stay calm. You see her look at you. See like she looks like worried. And You see like for a second she's trying to like fight against your will, but you see as like you're staring in her eyes when you say it, you say it. And you see like you see like her pupils dilate. Like the colors around her pupils are slowly disappear as her iris just get, her pupils get larger and larger. And you see her for a second. She takes like a deep breath and then she looks at you again. And like her mouth is uh, is kind of like. Like slack a little bit, like you see a little bit of drool because it's almost like you're, you're, you're getting her to fight her instinct now. You know, it's almost like cutting her very core right now by you doing that. So it's almost making her comatose in a way. And she's just kind of looking at you, and her arms kind of loosen and kind of go to the side as she's standing there just staring right at you.
3: Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> I turn to Korhan basically without. Uh, saying something. Try to communicate with her. Like, we need uh to share, or we need to uh, find out who's gonna get uh that girl.
1: Okay, I'm gonna pick the dude up by the scruff of his neck, the unconscious chef, and I'm gonna drape him over the order window and ding the bell like dinner's served. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you see that Mitch as you're looking, you're coming your ding ding and you look and you see him behind the window with this figure draped over his um draped over his uh uh shoulder like that. Go ahead scenes on you guys again. <laughs> Mitchell will chuckle a little bit. Order up <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys are evil man and poor Richard's just like uh, <laughs> These are the people I'm in love with. You know what I mean? It's like a oh, dude he, he's ahead. really
3: enjoying um, pushing that girl around.
0: Dang, dude. So, you guys, you guys <laughs> are like a fucking pack uh, of wolves. I'll, um, well, it, yeah.
3: it hits all the Sorry. venture
0: parts in him. Go ahead.
1: I'll just yeah, back yeah, yeah, out into the diner and lay the unconscious fry, fry cook out along the bar like he's the main course, just, you know. <laughs> lay him out on the bar and i'm just gonna start i'm gonna find a fleshy part and start feeding
0: yeah. all right how many uh blood pool are you taking
1: uh i'll take half of what i came from him and leave the rest for everyone else
0: so you're, you're okay so he has 10 blood pool points if you take more than three he dies half is oh, five you, uh, it's a, your call just just so you know. So can I
1: take 5 and there still be enough for everyone else to feed on? Us. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, they can take the rest of it. It's just uh you might have to yeah, you're going to have to roll humanity roll because your humanity is at 3 right now, right? Yeah, I'll take um, 5. Okay.
3: I'd say so I'll pass. <laughs> Thanks. This this is not for me.
0: So uh okay, you take 5. Give me a conscience roll difficulty uh 8 coyote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I've, I've totally failed that one.
0: You just failed? All right, gotcha. So mm-hmm. you lose one humanity, you're down to two. <laughs> Corey, you almost get like a sense of inspiration, right? Like you see him like just rah, reach down and feeds off this guy. And you could tell by how long he's doing it. Like he's just like <clears throat> feeding under his armpit. Like that there's like a you know what I mean? Like a vein. He just takes a bite, he's just like ripping, like almost like he's trying to get to his heart as best as he can. And you see him feeding. And you can see the guy's, like, dying, obviously. And when he stands up, he looks. And when he's done, he looks right at you, Cora. And that's almost where you get the inspiration for, like, the wide mouth. You know, when you see him bite the side there. But you can also see, like, the beast is almost even coming out more. You see, like, when he looks up at you... His skin is, like, fucking gray now, dude. Like, it used to keep some kind of semblance of, like, looking Aztecian or Hispanic in a way, but now, like, you just see it looks almost like ash, and he's looking up at you. His his, his his bones are sticking out just a little bit more under his eye sockets, and his eyes look savage even most, and you see he's, like, like looking at you, and you get this artistic inspiration when you see him, like, oh, I'm going to have fun with you tonight. You know what I mean? But go ahead. Coral
2: <laughs> we'll sort of, you know...
0: Touch his face and uh,
2: look into his eyes and then, you know,
0: dig in as well. All right. So, Cora, you didn't kill him, <laughs> so I'm not going to make you do a roll. But uh, how much are you taking from him?
2: Uh, I guess, are you guys going to take the girl as well?
0: Might as well bring her with us. What about okay, then
2: I'll take the four blood pool points,
0: so I have full. Well, are you going outside during all this, Richard, or are you standing there watching, or what are you doing?
3: Uh, I think I go outside just because the okay. humanity is somewhat kicking in. So I just wait yeah, yeah, for exactly. a cigarette or something.
0: So Richard goes outside. You finish off this body that's laying there now, completely drained of all blood. It almost, like, the skin looks taut like parchment. Mitch, you're standing there. The girl is standing there, like, you kind of see she's looking at horror right now. And you see her mouth is, like, trying to, trying to form words and respond. And you see, like, her eyes are looking all bugshot, And she's, like, like... Like, imagine just, like, feeling like you can't feel the panic that your heartbeat is telling you to fucking feel right now. You know what I mean? That's what's going on with her right now. Like, mentally, she is not panicking, but physically her body's starting to panic, and she can't control that. And she's just standing there, like, like frozen in shock, and you see she's trembling as she's looking at these two feet off this, this guy who was a short-order cook for her. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys.
2: Mitchell put a hand on her shoulder. Uh, he'll stand behind her.
0: Don't worry, darling. You, see, you can relax. It's like she's like you could tell like like she's not relaxing at all. And almost like when you touched her, and like even you can almost like it's almost like you could feel her whole body tremble when your old hand like comes across and lays on like her, her muscle that's right there on her shoulder. You ain't got nothing left to worry about. We can't use daytime driver. Don't so end. I think I want to
3: rejoin the group. Um,
0: okay, you turn around after you finish That's... your cigarette. Yeah, because The feeding takes a while, you know what I mean? I have, after you finish your cigarette, you turn around and walk in. You guys hear the the, the ding-ding of the door opening up and you see Richard come walking in and you see right now that the, you caught that we could use a daytime driver. You see Mitch is like standing behind the girl with his hand on her shoulder. Mm. Richard will
3: be fixated on the girl for a bit because she reminds him of what it was like to be human in a way.
0: Um and Mitch, you notice that. I think as pack leader you're kinda of seeing how Richard's like looking at her, yearning almost, but fixed it. Yeah, like definitely like focused in on her.
3: Richard, you uh you hungry at all? Uh no, not at not at all right now. Skid eats. Yeah. I don't know, not my type.
1: <laughs> well, you're gonna have to get your strength up sometime before we get there.
3: I realize that.
1: I just worry about you.
3: I heard Cora saying um, we could use a daytime driver, right?
1: Because she decides to turn us in while we're asleep.
3: Uh, we, we can't use her as a daytime driver. We have two cars right now. We will have three soon, so that won't work.
2: I think she's best if we bring her along as a road snack.
3: Yeah, that was my idea.
2: Richard, why don't you go ahead and tie her up for us? Yeah, come on, uh, Richard. I can help you. See if they got some rope or some cord or something in the back you can use. Crack crack a few he or her bones. Make sure she doesn't do anything during the day. We'll call
0: that plan B. I'll
3: use Dominate one again and this time I tell her to sleep.
0: Go ahead and roll again.
3: Free of for success. Yeah,
0: you say sleep and she just falls to the floor. And Coyote, you're able to pick her up and there's actually you have rope with the supplies that are you know what I mean, the back of one, the trucks or you know what I mean, the van and you're able to like, tie her up and throw her mm-hmm. in the van of the dairy van there. All right, man. You guys have gotten some substance. I did not see that going on, but I am not surprised that it happened. I don't know how <laughs> that makes sense, but you know what I mean? Are you guys back on the road, or what's your plan right now?
1: Mm-hmm. All right. What time is it now?
0: Uh, I would say it's about 1 in the morning. Now, you have enough time to where you can go through the border patrol and, and make it through the Juarez limits, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. southern Juarez where like there's kind of like desert out there along the road if you want to park your vehicle there. we just there. go
3: through border patrol with f- three people with humanity free and one with humanity two?
0: That's what's going to be interesting. <laughs> That's what I'm like wait, you know what I mean? Like we we, we shall see, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> can I prop the waitress up on the, like if I'm sitting in the middle at the back with Cor on one side, can I have her propped up like she's sleeping on my shoulder on the other side? put my arm around her like she's my girlfriend or something for border patrol
0: now if you want to do that fine i assumed you guys threw in the back of the old dairy truck that that
1: because oh, the dairy yeah. truck has
0: an overhead you know what i mean it's like basically the oh. door and it's i'm like, gonna
1: want to search it that's all i'm
0: worried about <laughs> that's what yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of a call you know what i mean do you
3: got any tracks in here no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Does that work? Yeah, this is <laughs> asking people this. Is before the war, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a call? We, we we can see I'll let you guys decide that and pack leader can make a call or you guys can make a call, but it's your choice. What 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 way do you want to run with that? Mitch is gonna want we, to make the best time possible. Alright. Mm. So what does that so what does that mean then with the girl, how do you want to handle the girl? Do you want to just throw in the back of the, the, the dairy the dairy truck or do you wanna have her propped up between Coyote and Cora in the back of your pickup truck?
3: I think it would take more time to tie her up and so
2: if she's just asleep, we can leave can her leave my new girlfriend. We'll prop oh. her up in the back of the pickup, I guess. Oh. It's
0: slightly less suspicious. So you guys are driving up to the uh, border, uh, like which is like 10 miles away. Surprisingly, you I just, you oddly notice that there's not like a good amount of traffic like there normally is. And you see that there's like, um, you can smell like smoke in the air because the and you can kind of see past the border where the Kentucky club is at you can see that like it had been on fire not too long ago and the fire was like pretty was pretty rough on it you know what I mean like you can see the sign is still there but you can see like a like a lot of the the drywall wood paneling you know what I mean burned off and you can see like kind of like the foundational stuff is up but you just like inside you can see it's desecrated and just like insane and while you're driving up in line and you can, you can kind of see in the horizon, too, like miles off in the horizon, see, like, the, the sky lit up by, like, it looked like by fire. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, kind of almost like a sunrise, the closest thing to a sunrise that you guys will probably see unintentionally when it comes up like that. Uh, as you drive up, making the front truck with these three in the back, you see that, that, that there's only two lanes open right now. And you see the same old fella and one of the lanes that you've seen every time that you drive there and you come rolling up in the pickup truck and you see he's sitting there in his little booth standing, looking inside of Juarez. And then when he hears the truck, he kind of opens this like door to step out of his little booth and step out. And you see, and he's, you see him look at the truck and he's looking at like the people behind that are in the back. And you see, he, he, he looks oddly at him. then He looks at you for a second, Mitch. And he's, you know, cause he's like kind of looking down at you from like where he's standing up on the booth. Mm-hmm. He's like, sure. You want to be heading in there, Mr. Yeah, we got family business to tend to. And he's like, you see him look in the back, he, and he's like, shakes his head, and he's like, all right, be careful, man. Shit's been crazy last couple days. Ain't too many people been coming over here. Uh, I think most are waiting for shit to settle down here. Understood. Thanks for the advice. All right. Take and care he of yourself. Yeah, and you see him like, motioning you on. And then you come driving up, and he looks at the the truck, and he looks at you, and he's like, What's your business here, Mister?
3: Um, I'm with the other guys. the The other car is full. We've got some stuff in the back.
0: And then, the, as you're in the middle, talks like, "Yeah, yeah," and he just motions you. You know what I mean? Um, like, go ahead.
3: One thing. Um, a few nights ago, like probably really late at night, did you see um, a group of people coming along here? Uh, I don't know. They probably looked like uh, bandits or something.
0: I ain't seen that. It's been crazy here, to be honest with you, sir. Shit's been going down over across their way yonder. People been losing well, their goddamn mind.
3: If you see someone like that, um, stay away from them. Like Jeez, they, uh, they, they stole all, all, all our horses and whatnot. Uh, evil people. Fucking horse thief.
0: God damn! Yeah. I swear to God, motherfuckers go off, fight a of war, and people be taking up horse thievery, bunch of bastards. And they got riots up and they, Did you hear about the riot that happened here the other night? Yeah, shit
3: I heard about that. Awful loose, man.
0: Was, it's fucking insane. Motherfuckers lost their mind. It was fucking nuts. I was watching here. I swear to God, people are losing their goddamn mind. If it ain't no goddamn Adolf Hitler trying to take over the fucking world, it's motherfuckers losing their mind up in Mexico Land. I swear to God, move yeah, on, get on, get on, get on. You have a good evening, sir. Any pets like the truck beside the, the truck? Yeah, you too. As you guys drive on, now you're driving through, and you kind of notice like the like the the streets of Juarez aren't like how they were when you guys first went into them to go talk to Pisnobs, You know what I mean? Like 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 they. they You're driving, Mitch, and there's not, like – you may see an occasional old Mexican, like, on a horse still, you know what I mean, going along. And you still see some kind of vendors, but you don't see the tourist shit going on at the moment, you know what I mean? And you're looking – as you look at the Kentucky Club, you can see, like, whole, as you get closer driving by it, because it's on the left on the corner, you can see, like, man, there was a number done on there. You see even, like, it affected the businesses next to it. And you can kind of see that old t- the shop where you got the suit made was also, like, plundered and, and, you know what I mean, and was looted like that and completely destroyed, too, by almost by, like, the fire as you guys are driving on. Anything that you guys want to do in wars before you make it through wars? No, me. All right. Yeah. All right. Can I do this? you to? Yeah, we're going to do it like when you get past, yeah, when you get to the outskirts of, you know what I mean, of, of wars in the sure, south. Sure. I'm about to have you do it anyways, period. So you guys are driving through the streets of wars for about 45 minutes. This is a rather large town, you know what I mean? And you're driving these vehicles. You eventually starts becoming, it's still paved, but it, uh, it eventually starts becoming dirt and you're out into the vast desert. The desert, it's almost different, a different feeling. Than when you guys were outside of Cedar Creek, because now it's just the road and it's all like the road has become dirt. And, and, and then like the headlights as they're cut, piercing through the dirt, more so for you, Mitch, as you're driving, it's almost like you're, you're ripping into the abyss. And it's almost like a comforting feeling to you, like the pitch darkness that's out there. I mean, you can look out the window and you can see like some stars, but the moon is kind of like being covered up by clouds now. So it's almost like you are invading you're like an invading body now that's that's in this immune system that is Mexico, you know, and you feel that way as you're cutting your path through with your with your old pickup truck that used to belong to you when you were just a, a old man wishing death, and now instead you're almost like young again and you're, and you're and, and you feel like that that vibrancy that you felt. Being a soldier in World War One, but also though you're feeling like the confusion and the and the uh, the sense of guilt that comes along with the diablery that you committed. Cora, you're in the back now. You're in the back, and you're looking at Coyote, and the truck is bouncing. This chick's like asleep between you two, right, Cora? And you're sitting there, and you're looking at Coyote, and you see like his 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 recent loss of humanity and the skin tone change almost makes it to where you see inspiration in the clay that is his face for what you want to create. You know what I mean? You know how they say like people who do like stone carving or clay carving, they look at a block of clay. Sometimes they say they can look at the block of clay and they can see like the shape starting to form on what they want to create. You're looking at his face right now in the dark and you're seeing, you're starting to get inspiration. right? So let's go ahead and roll the strength. Which It's the dexterity and body crap. That's for the flesh, right? It's the same roll for me. So it doesn't okay, matter. So- so roll two of those rolls and then you keep track of how many successes you got. For, so the first one's going to be the deck, the bone part. Wow. Four successes. Holy shit. All right. And the second one is the flesh part. Four Holy successes shit. again. As you're sitting there, Coyote, looking at Cora, you can tell Cora's looking at you, sizing mm-hmm. you up. And then slowly she like leans over the girl. You know what I mean? It almost, like, puts her knees on the girl. Like, forgets about the girl who's laying, like, on her back asleep. Like, just, like, positions her knees, like, on her pelvic area and almost, like, on her her sternum. You know what I mean? To get braced. Mm-hmm. And she's she's gotten, like, face-to-face with you because she's kneeling up. And you see she just extends her hands towards you. And for a second, you're, like, you have a flashback of, like, whoever your mother was. And, like, the, the, the sweet, like, caressing of your face that your mother probably did at one point <laughs> before you became a total asshole of a human being and <laughs> you see as she's sitting there and she's stroking it for a second you feel this way too Cora it's almost like this is your son like in a way this is almost like the replacement for the one good boy you had who died in the great war you know and as you're sitting there and there's this moment like a connection that you two have and then all of a sudden you're Abuela. like yeah yeah you feel that right you feel it for a second but it's not like a romantic thing it's like a maternal thing and then all of a sudden yeah. as you're sitting there almost like I could really I really love feeling this way. Again, the, the, your, your nerves start sending messages to your brain. And at first you're like, this, this, this hurts. It's almost like a, it's almost like when you get paper cut and for a second, you're like, Oh, this is going to start hurting here. You start the, those, the sing the, 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 the signals are sent to your brain from your nerves. Mm-hmm. And for a second you're like, what's this? And you, and you see in his eyes for a second core, a panic that like, like that comes across his face and you see your your, your fingers start going into his flesh and core your fingers are starting to rub against his bones of the skull like along the edges there and you can feel like the coarse lining of his skull almost like you're rubbing against a, a wood that hasn't been finished and as you're sitting there and you're pushing into his skull you feel this by the way and i'm going to tell you how you feel afterward you're pushing into his mm-hmm. skull and and you and you almost like grab it in your hands and you feel like you're you're in it you feel it like loosen for a second and then all of a sudden you're like stroking it out like this and you feel that and, and coyote as you feel her touching your skull you're like what the fuck and your 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 the 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 little bit of your human mind that is still left starts to, to panic. You feel like Coyote starts shaking for a second and then you feel her stroking and at first it feels like what the hell this is not cool. And then each stroke more pain comes as like she's extending your, your your skull out more and you can feel it ripping through your flesh in a way and you start screaming uncontrollably. And Mitch, you hear this <laughs> as you're driving. You know, rah, 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 like like it almost starts going in rhythm. What are you doing at this moment, Mitch?
2: Mitch will slow you know, down and look behind him. What in the hell?
0: And as you're turning around looking, you see Korak going like this. She's on her knees and she's just like I I, I I don't want to use any lewd movement because it's not like she's, when I say stroke and like, you know, anything sexual, but she's almost just like going like that with her hands and you see like out of, Coyote's forehead, you just see like whiteness because it's dark, it's hard for you to see, it's, like coming out of his forehead, like like a little bit, almost like four inches. And you see just her hands are just going like this, like crazy, like, and you see like ah, like screaming, and you see she has this like wicked smile on her face for a second. You're seeing this, Richard, by the way, as the truck slows down, and you're like, What the you can't you're like, what the fuck? And your light is like shining. Matter of fact, Mitch, when you're looking behind you, you see Richard's headlights are like accentuating more what's going on you know what i mean it's almost like a spotlight's been turned on cora as she's like ah, eyes all wide and she's almost like look like almost she like if she was on top of a man straddling like she was having sex with him that's how crazy she's moving with her movement at the time until finally where like she stops and Coyota, and you're looking at her and you like you see like red tears of pain are coming down his face as he's looking up at you at this moment we're not done yet by the way is there anything you guys want to say to each other before you continue on with the rest of your fucked up exercise <laughs> i'm just screaming so next you feel that for a second you're looking at her and you feel like road rash you feel like road rash on your forehead you know what i mean that's the pain that reminds you of just like like a burning sensation and then she she gently like puts her hands around your 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 your, your cheek again and your chin and she's looking and then all of a sudden you feel her her thumb Goes into your flesh, and you can feel like she's pressing and pressing. You feel this pressure, and you're like, it's almost like when you're at the dentist and they put that shit in your mouth and they do the X-ray. You're like I can't hold on to fly. Like, but then it gets to the point where you're like, okay, this can't go any further, but it continues to go further. And you hear this ripping, like like a tugging and ripping, and you feel this yanking, and you taste like your vitae, like just spilling into your mouth. Corey, you're looking down. You're you're going with this thumb. You're making his lip like, like his, his flesh meet his jaw. You know what I'm saying? To go to where he can see his whole jaw. And as you're doing that, you're, you're, you're again, you're like stroking outwards and you see his blood is just splurting like down his face and it's splurting on the back windshield and it's falling like on his clothes and it's splurting on this girl who's asleep as you're going like this and just like a red nastiness mess at this moment. You know what I mean? And, 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 and when you're done, and you're still, like, trying to scream, but you can't scream at this moment. And you're not biting down on her at this moment. You're fighting the instinct right now, Coyote, the frenzy on her, but you're not, you know, mm-hmm. because of the love. And you know that she's doing what you want you to do. After a moment, a mm-hmm. wet sloshing sound stops. And, and you stop Coyote you're looking at him. And you see him looking. You see these, like, yellowish, bone-colored horns are kind of, like, coming out of his forehead now. And they're ragged. They're not, like, defined. You know what I mean? They're not defined, but they're sharp at the end. And you're looking at his face, and his his, his mouth now has been spread wide open to his ears. And you see, like, like the like this is a red-hot mess. It's, like, all red, and just blood is splattered all down. Some is splattered on his forehead and on the horns. And you're looking at him for a second. And you're, like, and you nod in approval. And as you see her nodding in approval for a second, Coyote, she, like, takes her hand, And she takes her thumbs and she's pressing her thumbs at different spots on your face. And you feel like almost like a pressure of like an ingrown hair or a pimple. What you're doing there, Cora, is you're building like, you know, you had those knots in the picture he showed us. You know what I mean? And you're kind of doing that for a moment. And then you look back and you look at him and you realize there's really not much that you can do more. Like three hours have gone by and you can kind of feel lethargic, uh, feel lethargic for a second. you look. And, 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 and you see Mitch just, like, looking through the rearview mirror, like, what the fuck? You see his eyes, and you have a moment where you connect, and you have blood all splattered on you, Coyote's blood at this moment. Uh, scenes on you guys. Go on, go on ahead. <laughs> My Mitchell masterpiece.
1: I'm almost in, like, a meditative trance from the pain.
0: Yeah, you see that, Koraz. He's, like, zoned out at the moment while you're sitting there, like, kneeling in front of him still. Do you yeah, want me to lose
1: uh, a blood uh, point or take some damage?
0: Uh no, I won't make you do either. The blood was for a dramatic effect, and, sure. and the damage is not really damage. She's just fundamentally changing who you are. You know what I mean? So, and yeah, fortitude. Okay. So, which we'll say, yeah, you know what okay. I mean? Like, made it to where even she was able, maybe to do more because of your fortitude yeah. and your healing ability, where normally she wouldn't be able to. And thus, her eight successes that she got there. So, speaking right.
1: mechanics for a second, do you think maybe I should lose a point of appearance, but maybe gain a point in intimidation?
0: Ooh. I like that. Let me see here. I mean, definitely, dude, I mean, what's your uh, – let, let me pull up your character sheet here. That's That's good mechanics. Vibe. Yeah, you're definitely down to an appearance of one. Sure. I think dropping you to zero would be really the good, you know what I mean, thing at this wow. point. Right? And then we'll there, say – There's
3: nothing human left in him yeah, nothing like, in the from the looks. I mean, not humanity-wise. Mm.
0: So I'll do this. I'll take him, We're going to take him with the two in appearance. I, oh, man, should I give you two in intimidation? Because I'll knock you up to five. Yeah, because you know what? There's not too many humans who have fucking horns and fucking mouths. So like i say that's seven, seven
1: and a half feet tall humans yeah, yeah, yeah. or
0: so whatever. We'll, we'll take the two from your parents and give you two in intimidation. So your intimidation is now up to five. Choose a yeah. specialty for your intimidation. And then What's let me it? know when What's you it.
1: What does an intimidation specialty look like? What would that
2: uh, <laughs> be? <Even> impersonation. <laughs> nightmare.
0: Yeah. Yeah. nightmare. Okay, we'll do nightmare. We'll make it work. Nightmare. nightmare. I'm writing it Absolute down Absolute horror. There. You guys travel for, you have about an hour till sunlight hits, and you guys are still in the middle of the desert. You are about, I would say, coming up on a town uh, called Chihuahua in itself. You're on the outskirts of it, which is still desert. What's your guys' plan of action right now?
1: Find somewhere to sleep. And yeah, maybe we could see about renting a
0: hotel room or a motel room and then just holing up in the truck for the day. Mm. So you, you want to rent a hotel room or do you want to just hole up in the truck in the outskirts of town, it's your call.
2: Both. Rent a hotel room and then hole up in the truck. That way there's a reason for the truck to be in the parking lot.
4: Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion, so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Wolf RPGs, Gameplay, and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High-level games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games, with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at HighLevelGames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's HighLevelGames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. (laughs) The
3: mission seems simple enough, don't they always? Simple sweep and flush out operation. We loaded them up in a hazmat tanker in Montreal and shipped them to a downtown warehouse in the Valley of the Sun. It would have been in and out in a few nights. Well, we wouldn't be telling the story if it all went as planned, would we? And,
0: uh, i go ahead
2: and I'll pop quiet. All right, yeah, I'm going to run at him and do a sweet spin kick and
3: knock his head off. We're we'll waiting to see whether or not the abomination kills us. Shufflehead Chronicles is available on the Critical Hints feed. Search for Critical Hints in iTunes, Google Play, or any other podcatcher.
0: I, I, I don't think this is how... No.
4: The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings, Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
2: NEON MASQUERADE
4: THE DEMON'S MIRROR
2: THIRTEEN CANDLES
4: Three Chronicles, running through the undead veins of the City of Angels.
2: The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play podcast invites you to drink deeply.
4: Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.
5: to let you know about my YouTube channel, the Video Journals of Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey is a character I play in a live-action vampire game called New England Nightmares, which uses the new By Night Studio rules for Mind's Eye Theatre. The Chronicle is set in the city of New Haven, Connecticut, and we run on the third Saturday of every month in Southington, Connecticut. Most of the credit for the stories told in my journals comes from the plots developed by the amazing storytellers who run my game. So the videos on my channel are basically an in-character video logs of the newly-sired Ventru Mike Bailey. They follow him from his days as a naive mortal, to his violent embrace during the Anarch revolt in the City of London, onto his arrival on the shores of New Haven. The journals show Mike trying to come to terms with his kindred nature, his powerful but impure blood, and his attempts to hide his past from other members of the court of Prince Lucius. So I put out updates every two weeks, and I love feedback and questions, so check out my channel, subscribe and leave me a comment.